Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd the Third. I'm Serial and my pronouns are they them. And I'm Umberto and my pronouns are he him. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to episode 51, which is Gatarzis the Second. Hooray! Let's see what happens. Now that the nobles are messing things up, will the nobles continue to mess things up? Will they chill out for once? Who knows? have no hope. Yes. The only solution is to burn them all. Just replace all the nobles, spay and neuter your nobles. <laughs> oh my god, don't. I mean, no, don't. Don't do yeah. that to people, please. No, it's fine. We'll be nice to them, even though they wouldn't hesitate to do the same to us. But anyway, let's do a bit of a recap of what happened last time. Because last time we had the episode on Vardanis the first, and it involved ups and downs. Because so we can't have anything good, apparently. No, never. So Vardanis takes over the throne at the death of his father, Artabanus the Third. He becomes king of kings. He is briefly dispossessed by Gatarzes. He then manages to ride all the way to Tesfond, retake the capital, make himself king. Then there's a civil war with Gatarzes that's interrupted because the two realize that nobles are going to replace them both, so yeah. best to maybe avoid that. The enemy of my enemy is my ally, kind of, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Then there's a few years of peace. Verdanis retakes Seleucia. There is a risk of war in... Uh, Armenia over if Demonax should still be king. Demonax Remember Demonax, such a good, he was yeah. great. Good times. But unfortunately, Demonax loses his throne. A civil war starts again. And uh, this time, Vardanis sort of fights with Katarzys for a while, but then is eventually murdered on a hunt. And, well, Katarzys yeah. is king now. Oops. Congratulations. <laughs> hope you live more than the last guy. Yeah, that's always the hope, you know, but... Um... It doesn't tend to be a very long-living position, sadly. Yeah, this has a terrible, terrible job security. Not fun, but hey. Somebody has to be king, so Gatarzis is stepping up there. Good luck. So let's discuss him and see where he comes from, what his deal is, and if he will succeed. Because, come on, someone must succeed. The Empire keeps existing for a while. Come on. It has to work, right, guys? Right? Yeah, like, we can't just go downhill. I mean, we we didn't quite go downhill last time. It wasn't great, but, you know. Yeah, last time we were doing slightly worse, but not monstrously worse. It was mostly just the general meddling isn't fun, but we can deal with it. So let's get started with who Gatarzis is. Well, first of all, he is a deviation from the main Arsicid line that we've been following so far. Because he isn't a blood son of Artabitus III, he is his adopted son. A blood son. Sorry. Yes, a blood son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's probably a distant cousin of some sort that Artabanus decided to adopt. But mm, I see. he is an adopted son, not from the main royal line. And uh, we can assume that he was roughly born sometimes at the turn of the millennium. 
having roughly the same age as Vardani's. And the only thing we know is that his original father's name was Gev, because he says so in a monument. So, hmm. good to know. So there's a... That, that little is one point of information we have. Like, to my real dad. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, I, Gatarzi, son of Gev, adopted son of Artabanus, mm. blah, blah, blah. I see, I see. Just so everybody's clear on who we're talking about. As we mentioned in the recap, in 38, Artabanus III dies, and even though Vardanes was the official heir, Gatarzis just rapidly took the throne and executed one of his adoptive brothers together with the wife and children. Ah, fun. We love a little bit of murder to start the reign. Yeah, not fun. Like, yes, we've talked about this, we get it. You have to make sure that you're not going to be opposed, blah, blah, blah. We've had kings before who assassinated their entire family, which then came back to hunt them because, like, you do need an heir, and when everyone's dead, then it's kind of like, whoopsie. But, like, it's always such a way to start a reign. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty harsh, and it ends up biting Gatarzis in the butt because apparently the nobles are... Kind of shocked by his cruelty. Uh, uh, that is surprising. Because like I said, <laughs> yes. yes, it is shocking. But like we've seen this before. And it's like kind of a strategy that has been used through the ages. Yes. Or the cynical point of view is that one group of nobles became predominant over the group of nobles that originally supported Guitarzis, So he lost yeah. some support. That might be one. Yeah. And yeah, Vardanis was called back. And Guitarzis was forced to flee to the east to try and gain some support, and save himself. As we saw, he tried to gather an army from the nomadic people of the steppe and almost faced Vardanis in battle, but an anonymous letter came and told them both, hey, the nobles will overthrow you both, so maybe don't do this. I'm still very curious about that anonymous letter. Nobody knows. It's obscured by the mists of history. Hmm. But as part of this deal with Vardanis, Gatarzis gets to become vassal king of Hyrcania. And vassal king very loosely because he is basically independent, but just officially under his brother. And Hyrcania is that bit of Iran which is just under the, the Caspian Sea. I see, yeah. So, that's nice. He does well. He's quite happy for himself for a few years. But then there comes the whole crisis in Armenia. Of course. Because why would things be fine in Armenia? No, never. Nothing is ever fine in Armenia. And at that point, Gutarzis sees that his brother is occupied there and his vassals aren't really respecting him as much. So he decides to start a new civil war. <laughs> for funsies. Hooray. Well, no, not for funsies. Yeah, why for not? necessity, I guess. For once, it's, he you tries. know, actually... Yeah, he thinks the king is weak. Things are not going well. I need to take over. And we're told that Vardanis won several victories against his brother, but Gutarzis just kept coming back constantly. He's just not being able to be defeated. And this continued up until 46, when Vardanis was killed by the nobles during a hunt, possibly because Gutarzis had managed to convince the nobles that he was the guy to back. And now he's the only ruler. Congratulations. Huzzah. But Serial. Tell me. What have we learned about the nobles? Do they like their choices for king? That they are ridiculously (laughs) infuriating. And that they mess everything up and then they're like, "Mm, actually, I don't like my newest uh, decision. And they change their mind anyway. 
Well, that's exactly what happens. Of course. Because the Western nobles... Oh, even worse. Ask Rome. Yes. Of course they, they ask, ask Rome. Rome. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, do you have a spare king? How could things go even better? Let's involve Rome in this. Because I, I guess that's what we're doing now. As the mighty Persian Empire. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing this, but apparently this is what we've been reduced to. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, sad times. But yeah, so the Romans identify the son of Vononis the first. Remember the guy who was first king of Parthia, then of Armenia. Yes, and then dead. Yep, <laughs> that's about how that went. Yep, and they find a man called Meherdates, who incidentally is now part of the male line of Phraates the fourth, because. If you remember, Artabanus III and Gatarzes and Vardanis, the last three rulers we've seen, descend from a princess that is the daughter of Phraates IV. So it could be seen as slightly less legitimate than the line that just goes male, 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 male. Okay, yeah. Fair. Yeah, so the Romans had this supposedly more legitimate-looking king and said, Off you go. Please conquer and destroy things. Have fun. Yeah. But fortunately for Gatarzes, he is closer to the capital than Meherdates, so he just manages to just run to Tessaphon, take control, and say, no, I'm the king, you're just a usurper. Everybody, please kill him. Shush. Yeah. Yes. And to say a very forceful shush, mm -hmm. he continues his original plan, and certain sources... To be fair, the sources that don't like him, the Roman sources, oh. say that he murdered every Arsacid he could get his hands on, including children and pregnant women. Even if they were just very distant cousins, he does not want rivals. Did he, though? Press X to doubt. Yeah, we'll see later that maybe he did, but it seems difficult that he actually did. We'll remind you when we get to the point, but for now it seems like... He might have, or it might just be the propaganda that was being spread by the Romans saying, Oh, I mean, look, he's so illegitimate, he's just killing everybody. Our king is clearly a, a legitimate candidate. Go for it. Hmm. Yeah, press X to doubt. I yeah. have a hard time believing anything the Romans say. Which is terrible, because <laughs> most of the sources we have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have we need to read you know. through the Roman sources. Uh... And yeah, Jolly. those reports are basically the ones that the Western nobles give to Emperor Claudius when asking for Meherdates right. to save them all because, oh no, no, it's terrible. But in any case, Claudius says, yes, that sounds good. He compares himself to Augustus, claiming, you know, Augustus had supported the legitimate Phraates IV against his usurper to Same thing. You're clearly... So you know. Claudius is saying, I'm going to support the legitimate ruler against this cruel How usurper. humble of Claudius. Yeah, you know. Uncle Claudius, he's had a tough time. He wants to just have some fun now. So he sent a letter to the governor of Syria and said, please escort Meherdates into Mesopotamia because, and I quote, Rome was sated of glory and just desired tranquility for its neighbors. I... By starting a civil war. Such bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with the Romans. Sorry, I'm like repositioning myself on my chair. I. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, 
I can't. How dare they? The, the hypocrites. Yeah, it's not great. Not doing a fun job. You know this job. meme of how people have been talking about how, like, cis men dedicate part of their day, like, every day to think about the Roman Empire? Or they think about the Roman <laughs> Empire much more often than, you know, than we think? Maybe this is the kind of stupid things that we should think about, you know? Yes. Remember, ah, uh, yes, the constant civil war is why. Remember why the hypocrisy. This? Yes. But yeah, so Rome is now invading and it's a win-win situation because, is well, it? technically they're not declaring war, so they're not going to get a counter-invasion, so that's fine. And if their pretender wins, they get a puppet on the Parthian throne. If their pretender doesn't win, well, Parthia is still weakened by a civil war, so we're still winning. The freaking... Oh, we're technically not... Like, not being at war on a technicality drives me places. <laughs> They're like, well, we're, yeah. we're technically not declaring war, so we're good, right? Yeah, it's just a civil war. We're just helping out one we're member. Just there, we're not invading, yeah. Sending weapons and, like, making money yeah. and trying to get our yeah, food into happens. the government. But shh, but we're, you know... Not our war. No, of Just convenient. Not. Just, uh, what do you want? So, in the year 49, the expedition began, and Meherdates was recommended by a minor king to not cross the Euphrates, but to pass through Armenia, of course. So he could <laughs> be able to strike to the center of the empire more closely. Lovely Armenia. There's always something going on there. <laughs> yes, lovely scenic Armenia. Come visit Armenia. We've been invaded a thousand times. What's one more? Honestly, it's kind of giving me... I, I kind of want to visit Armenia and be like, okay, what's going on? Why are you guys... <laughs> what What is the deal? Why? What is the deal with you people? But, yeah, so Meherdates enters the empire and he gains quite a bit of support. He gains support from some of the smaller vassal kings in the region, including Zatis of Adiabene, who had helped Artabanus regain his throne a few decades ago. Mm-hmm. And also, he is uh, joined by the forces of the, of the Karen family, or the Karen family, if you want to be more Excuse correct. Excuse me? Yes, the Karens are helping. <laughs> sure. Okay. Meherdates meets Gitarzes in a strong defensive position across a river. As you do. And now the situation is, what do we do? Well, how do we want to do this battle? Because if you attack Gitarzes... Well, he's going to be well defended, and you're going to lose, but how do you get Gitarzes to move? What's happening? Meherdates tries to send taunting messages to Gitarzes and get him to leave the defensive position and face him, but Gitarzes is smarter than that and says, No, you're invading my empire, I don't need to move, you're the one that has to move. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they waited, they just faced each other across this uh, river in this defensive position. And slowly but surely, Gotarzi sends Jessica across the river on a small paddle boat. Hmm. Poor Jessica. The things she has to do. She signed up for the job. She knew what she was into. Mm, fair. And Jessica goes to all the different vassal kings and undecided noble families, and noble families that had supported Meherdates, and just whispers in their ears, Hey, listen, Gatarzis would be really grateful if you switch sides. He won't punish you for the fact that you switched. He's going to just support you as long as you help him defeat the usurper. Come on, come on, he'll reward you greatly. Is he? 
Who knows? Is he? Well, if you're a noble there, you need to decide, is the guy who is rumored to have murdered all of his family going to be merciful, or is he going to not? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, do I... you want to trust that? He seems legit. I don't know. Like, I don't blame them for being like, eh, maybe this is not the most reliable. Yeah, you don't know. So these nobles had a lot of discussing among these to try and understand, you know, how to do things. And it looks like hatred of Rome won over everything. Mm-hmm. Because all the nobles saw that Meherdates has a pretty large Roman contingent. Is he just going to be a Roman puppet? Yeah, I mean, we want a king that we can manipulate, but not one that is manipulated from Rome. That's going to suck. Also, all the vassal kings, well, they've seen that Rome has been slowly absorbing all their vassal rulers in the east. So if they side with Rome, Rome's just going to eat them. Parthia is just going to keep them as vassal kings because that's how the Parthian government is run. So they get to keep their empire. So what's happening is slowly but surely there's a trickle of support heading towards Gatarzes where everybody thinks, yeah, you know what, you're probably the most legitimate guy. You seem to be doing a good job. If Meherdates isn't going to defeat you straight away, it's probably best to aim for the defensive side. At this point, seeing that his support was leaving him, whoopsie, Meherdates decided that, sure, it was better to have a bad battle than lose all his men without fighting at all. So he decides to just attack Gatarzi's strongly defended position. Hmm. The battle was very long and very well balanced with each side, you know, taking and giving. And it was who knows who's going to win, who knows who doesn't. I thought it might be a slaughter, but... No, it's actually going... You know, he decided to give battle at the correct moment yeah. before too many of his followers left. Yeah. And I guess some of the ones who left might be like, oh, heck, we're fighting now. Well, do we, yeah, the man, do uh, we fight this... the guys that we were with? Do we, do we just watch? Like, Yeah, it's an awkward situation to be in. You need to decide quickly whose side you're on. You turn to your side and stab the soldier next to you. <laughs> yes. So the battle seemed to be turning towards the side of Meherdates when part of Gatarzi's army broke and fled, mm-hmm. and they were being chased by the head of the Karen family right. with his guards. The problem is that these Karen went too far and were surrounded by Gatarzi's men and killed. Yeah, that's why you don't, you know. So the sight of one of the more powerful nobles of the empire that was supporting Meherdates being killed broke his army. Mm. And the pretender was betrayed by one of his nobles and handed over to Gatarzes. Well, yeah. The nobles play for the nobles, clearly. Yeah, they have their own team. And what do you think happened to Meherdates now? He's been handed over to Gatarzes in chains. Uh, well, Gatarzes didn't strike me as a merciful man, so... Well, you might be surprised, because Gatarzes was pretty merciful. Well, Relatively merciful. Merciful for ancient king standards. <laughs> To hell with his own family, I guess, but... Yeah, because he didn't kill Meherdates, he just called him a foreigner and a Roman. <laughs> the worst insult <laughs> you could give to someone. And then cut off his ears so he could never Oof. be king again, because if you're not whole of body, you can't really be king. Oh, so, chop off the ears. There we go. I didn't know that. Yeah, and a lot of traditions it happens, like the Byzantines, like cutting off noses or poking mm. out eyes. 
So that's ears awful. is, you know, relatively tame, I, I guess, compared to your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I know what I choose. Yes. But anyway. But the fact that Guitarzis is so merciful to a guy who actually tried to usurp the throne does cast doubt on the fact that he just killed tons of innocent children and pregnant yeah, women. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? Beforehand. Why? It's just like... What's your deal? Yeah, it sounds like either Guitarzis has weird priorities that are skewed. Yeah. Or it could be that all that was made up before to try and... Bring support to Meridates. Oh, and who knew the Romans did a thing, the propaganda? Who would have thought? Yeah. And this is another success against the Roman puppets. Ever since Tiridates against Phraates IV, not one Roman puppet has managed to take the throne in a civil war. <laughs> it's been a constant string of failures. They've constantly tried. Yeah, they keep but trying it seems for that reason. despite the considerable resources these usurpers are given, Nobody really wants Rome to rule. <laughs> and if the nobles ask for a Roman ruler, it's mostly just to spite whoever's in charge at the time. They don't really want Rome to be in charge. <laughs> okay, this makes it like relatively funny that then Rome is constantly like getting involved in this stuff in case it works out. But everyone is like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like no, it's no. not actually going to happen. But seriously, no. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to like we were just using you to make our ex jealous, but like. <laughs> yes when it's we very weren't actually much considering that. being with you are you insane <laughs> yes. that's that so is mean. the vibe that everybody's getting that's so mean right but the victim is rome so i'm okay with it yeah it's fine they've done worse <laughs> things to other people it's fine Guys, I'm a, they're conquering I'm a, britain about now i'm a good person i promise <laughs> yeah and well to commemorate this great victory Guitarzis had a wonderful relief made at Behistun. Remember where Darius had his relief and where Mithridates yep, I yep. had his relief? The place. We're getting a new one, yes. The place for important reliefs commemorating important stuff. And uh, in this relief, we have Guitarzis charging at his enemy on horseback while a winged victory crowns him with a wreath. Oh. That's, Which is all very cool. It's unfortunately a, slightly eroded, but it oh, is, uh, is a victory nice. as in the Greek and Roman victory, or like it's the Yazata Verethragna, which is so it's essentially well, Plumas will have to tell us in detail about Yazatas, but it's like it's midway between an angel and a god, okay, sort of because Zoroastrians are sort of monotheistic. <laughs> that sure. It's a very gray area. You need to see how it goes. Yeah, it's a very gray statement you're giving here. So Yeah, it's like, he is somebody, he does stuff. There we go. Okay. I wanted clarification because the only context I've heard of, uh, like, victories or something represented is in Greek and Roman, like, mythology. Yeah. So I didn't know. Yeah, it's, it's basically the concept of victory, basically Nike or... Yes. It is, yeah, it is. But not that, the usual in, in that um, yeah. Hellenistic representation, I assume. No, it doesn't look like it. Although, yeah. to be fair, the relief is really eroded, which is why I'm not using it for mm -hmm. our face-of-faces, because Aww. you can you can tell there's a shape on horseback. Oh, what but a shame. That, that's all. That it would have been nice, but we'll have to wait for the Sassanids to Such get our relief, and relief, then they'll and be amazing. Just, yeah. Yep. It was cast in a poorly exposed region. Mm. It happens. 
But yeah, so so we won this wonderful victory. We won we this wonderful the... victory. Hooray! Yes. What can we do now? Well, Guitarzis sets out trying to decide what is going to be done in the rest of his reign. He is uh, quite well acquainted with the his uncle, who is the ruler of Media Atropatene. They're well acquainted. They know each other. Seems like he's going to be a successor. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that Guitarzis doesn't live much beyond his victory because... Oh, no. But he was doing so well. Yeah, he did very well, but he either dies of disease or is murdered by the nobles. Oh my god. And is succeeded by this uh, king of Mediatropatene, who oh. will okay. be ahead, instead of any of Guitarzi's sons or brothers. Odd. Do we suspect murder? Or See, it's weird, because they're replacing Guitarzi's with a very old man. So I don't... So it could just be that Guitarzi's got sick and died. It happens. You know, it's the ancient world. If you get a particularly bad cold, you're gone. Right. So it could be. And it seems that if he just won a civil war against the nobles, I'm less inclined to say murder. But yeah. we don't really know. Some sources say he was murdered. Some sources say that he just died of disease. We don't know. Generally, the more prosaic version is the one that I tend to go for because it works less well in a story and it's probably more true. Hmm. But we don't know. What is your preference, Ariel? Died of disease or murdered by nobles? No, I think disease is more likely. Because like you mentioned, we just won that victory against the nobles. So I don't know if they would like have a reason, especially with like who comes next. Mm-hmm. It's not someone they chose, I assume. I mean, the nobles are choosing this person. Well, yes. Yeah. You know, but but it, it's unclear you know, who it is exactly. It's not that this king of media was like a particular supporter of the nobles, or that not especially. Yeah. So it just seems to be some old guy. I think he just who had he a was kingdom. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Odd that he was chosen instead of the actual descendants of the king, though. But that makes yeah, sense that, with the nobles because like they didn't play. like him to start with. Yeah, exactly. So they're saying, well, it's elective. We can just choose this random old guy to be king for like two days and then we'll just pick someone that works better for us once we've gotten a consensus. (laughs) Like that's going to (laughs) happen. Once we've gotten a consensus in 500 years. Yeah. And then once we get the new king that we're all happy about, we'll let him reign for like two weeks and then change our minds again. Yes, then we'll ask Rome for a new king, please. Thank you. (laughs) We're talking to you about your king's extended warranty. (laughs) Indeed. Okay, so are you ready to rate Guitarzis the second? I mean, I I guess. That was (laughs) not much. Well, sad, because I think there was potential there, but it was, uh... It just was like, oh, and now he's dead. Ah, crap. That's sad. Uh, Yeah. Very disappointing. So our first category is final moments. How interesting was his death? Maybe dying of disease or being murdered by nobles? Um, well, slightly interesting in that, like, we don't know how much intrigue there could have been. But it, it was probably a disease and um, mostly sad. Not even, you know, interesting, but just sad that he didn't get to do anything. Just immediately, yeah, it's like just he was very victorious and he died. Like that's just no. Yeah. 
tried his best, but no. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I had high hopes. Yeah. So I'm thinking like a one-ish because there's the possibility of intrigue, but practically mm, yeah. we don't really believe it. I agree. The one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with a one and a one, we get a one out of ten for final moments. Our next category was battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? Uh, he was reason- uh, reasonably good, sort of. Because I mean, we need to won't. think about when he wasn't a king. Because it took uh, a while but... for him to get the throne. Because as a prince, he tried to take the throne from Vardanis. He succeeded immediately. Then he was chased back to the east. Hmm. He lost a couple of battles, but kept going. He made a peace. Then he came back, tried to take the throne again, but failed, lost some battles, and then got the throne because he murdered his brother. Yeah. As you do, you know. The normal way. Yeah, typically. And then as king, he does win this great battle against Mehrdatis, and he is victorious overall. So, it seems that he lost a lot against his brother, but when the going got tough at the end, he did manage to win quite a good victory. Although... The battle was apparently on a knife edge for a while until it actually broke as it did. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm not terribly impressed. Like he does a lot of fighting, but he doesn't tend to win a lot of it. Like to be fair, he manages to hold up a civil war from the usurper side for several years. And that goes well for him. You know, we gave a demerit to his brother for not managing to crush him. Yeah. So... You know, some credit there, this credit words do. But again, he just keeps losing battles. He won the one battle that we hear about during his reign. But as a usurper, he didn't win any. At least none that we hear of. So this is complicated. A two max. Two max. Mm. Mm. That's what my gut's telling me. My very educated, you know, and definitely flawless gut. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm honestly between two and a one, but I'd say let's go for two because he did manage to hold on the Civil War for a while and he won one battle, so fair enough. So <laughs> I'll match your two. That. Yeah, I'll match your two. With the two and a two, he gets a four out of 20 for battle hardness. Our next category is scheminess. How good was he at plots and manipulations? Well, pretty good, actually. He did some things. When Artabanus died, he managed to quickly usurp the throne from his brother, probably by getting some nobles on his side and all that. Mm-hmm. So that went pretty well. He lost the throne afterwards, but that's just because Vardani's rode yeah, at him just life, really yeah. fast. That happens. He then probably had his brother Vardani's murdered because yes, that's one way to become king. So he did manage to become ruler at the end by subterfuge and plotting. So that's nice. Then afterwards, what else did he do? He, I don't know if this counts as scheminess, we can discuss that, but he managed to convince some of Mehrdati's followers to leave him by offering promises and uh, exemptions. So that might be, you know, a rounding up point at least, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then anything else? Um, not that I can think I mean, of, I don't know if anything jumps to mind for you. Was he the, he sent Jessica over to talk to? Yeah, the, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Just sending to talk to those people and 
that's pretty schemed. I think that works nicely. I mean, it's, it's a different way of winning a battle, right? Like that's yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good uh, good point. So I think it's worth some points. I'm not uh, fully on board, but I'm saying like honestly, a three ish. That's what I'm looking at. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Fully impressed, like something but... like because lately we haven't had many like schemy. Uh, no, the last one kids. was Musa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like of course this is not Darius' uh, stuff, but like it is something. Some 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 stuff was done there. I would agree with a three. I think it's you know some points. You know I'm gonna go for a four. Ooh, because I do particularly like setting a coup twice. I feel like that's <laughs> neat. So yeah, I'm gonna go for a four. Are you sticking with a three? I am. Yeah. Okay. So with a 4 and a 3, he gets a 7 out of 20 for scheminess. Our next category is Shock Factor. How shocking was this man? Well, pretty shocking. He had several of his brothers killed. Mm, So first of all, he had one of his brothers killed at the beginning in his first coup. Killed one of his brother and his wife and child. Mm. That's not fun. A little bit of murder in the family. A little bit of murder does stuff. Well, he usurped the throne. That's pretty shocking. I mean, is it... I don't know if you want to give any shock factor to the fact that he made a deal with his brother to spite the nobles. That's always fun. That's just great. Like, that just just makes me happy. I don't know if it's shocking. It's more (laughs) like just good. Yes, good idea. Good plan. Shock factor, he then killed his brother. So that's not great. And then we're told by reports that he murdered pretty much every Arsakid he could get his hands on. When he became king at last. Uh, Again, reports that might not really, you know, carry much. Yeah, we don't know. Because then he's surprisingly merciful to Meherdates after he actually tried to take his throne. Yeah, which is why I'm like, this was probably Roman propaganda. Yeah. Otherwise, he just does a reasonably good job and nothing too terrible. Hmm. I think it's, it might be worth a couple points. Just even for the fame of... Yeah, like, even if it's not true, sure. Yeah, people thought this about him. That will give him a point. I think I'm going to go with two for the... He did actually kill two brothers and their families. And then we have rumors he might have killed everyone else, but we're not sure. (laughs) He might be responsible for all these deaths, but actually we don't know. Yeah, no, that sounds... Yeah. You're going for a two as well? I... Or just a one? Mm, no a two yeah that makes sense okay the fame is still there yeah whether it's true or not so with a two and a two we get a four out of 20 for shock factor our next category is Eren shine how good was he for the empire general in iran in particular i he didn't get time i think for what he did he did a reasonably good job yeah so first of all there is the consideration that he tried to usurp the throne, and that caused a civil war. That's kind of on him. Yeah, that's never good. So he did make the empire a bit worse off when he wasn't king. But then once he was? When he was king, he just successfully defended it from a Roman usurper, kept everything roughly together, and things were stable enough at his death that the empire didn't explode into a civil war. It just mm-hmm. got peacefully transferred to this one old guy. Yeah. And he makes a nice relief at Pace Dune, which is always worth something. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, it could be that if he had lived a little bit longer, it would have just been terrible and destroyed everything. But 
Or he might have done great things. It's like, we, we don't know. Oh, yeah, who knows? I'm somewhere between a four and a five, because I think he did a reasonably good job, but he didn't really have much of a chance to screw up or prove himself. Yeah, well, we've said that, like, a five is everything is the same, right? Yeah. And like, he but then you did... need to consider the fact that he did start the civil war against Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That, like, he made things worse, but then he made them better? And then, you know, we are back where we started, essentially. Yeah. Like, quite literally. I think I'm going to give him a four because he did the whole Civil War thing. Hmm. It would have been a five if he had just become king legitimately. But since he didn't and did a That's lot of fair. That's fair. war with his brother, it's I didn't four. know becoming a king legitimately was an option. I mean, you know, if he could. Yeah. Would have been nice. But yeah, so I'm sticking with a four. How about you? Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't think that he's taken us to new heights, you know. No, not especially. We still need to wait a couple episodes for that. Oh, God. I can't. Like, do <laughs> we have another there, golden period at some point? Because it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, I've noticed it's been the longest bit without a Shah and Shah yeah. in the run of the podcast. So yeah, don't worry. We're getting there. Okay. Just- I'm like, are we just done? Is this all there is? No, it's fine. And after the Parthians, we get a bunch of Golden Ages. Still, don't worry. Just don't hold your breath for next episode. The Mm -hmm. one after, though, that's that's nice. I'll be, you know. But yeah. So, what's your Aaron Shine score, Ariel? Uh, I think a four makes sense, actually. Four. Okay, so he just just beats his brother with a four and a four. He gets an eight out of twenty for Aaron Shine. Our next category is Face of Faces. What do you think this man looked like? Don't hold your breath. It's it's probably I'm not, not going to score very high. I'm not holding my breath high. for any of this episode. No. I'm really looking forward to the Sassanid portraits. Those are amazing. Ooh. Also, everybody gets a unique crown, which is oh, great. Nice. That's excellent. Good for identifying yes. things. Yes. In my research, I've already met the ruler who... Has the crown of the Simurg. There's our <gasps> podcast logo. Yes. The crown of the world, right? Yes. I know about that so. one because I asked Plumas when I was making the logo. <laughs> yes. And she very helpfully told me. They have good crowns. But the Parthians... They're, they're, they're... Uh, okay. It's a combination of very few sources and they don't build massive stone monuments in places where they don't get eroded. Like, Gatarzis was so close, but... No, it had to be in a place that is exposed to the wind and rain. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not great if you want things to last. So I will make my drawing then. Go for it. Okay, so Serial has finished their drawing. Let me pick it up and describe it to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah, you do know. It is what so, it is. What we have is... Gutarzis looking as, as ever, the typical Parthian king of kings. He has long hair, a diadem, long a hair. nice cur- curly beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. And he has, a, he has a nice usual robe tied at the waist. And he is making a kissy face with tiny stars shining all around him. And it says, make sure to get my good side. This relief will go down in history. And then there's an arrow pointing to the relief where it's all eroded squiggles. Sort of looking like something maybe if you squint. 
So poor good guitarsies. Luck. You're good luck if you guys, look it up. Yeah. Because, uh, um. yeah, if, if you look it up, you can see maybe one shape you can recognize in the end. But yeah, so thank you, Serial. That's great. <laughs> if any of you want to see this drawing, please go to the notes of, of our episode in the description. Or you can go to our website and look up Serial's portrait gallery. Or you can look at it on our Discord if you are a patron. Yep. Now let me so sh- so share real. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let me show Serial what he actually looked like. And they can... Enlighten me. Enlighten us with terrifying abandon. Here we go. Oh, it's a dude on a coin. Yeah, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Cool decoration on the diet. Well, it's just like lines, but with the hair and stuff. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's like, I like the simplification, but like, yeah, it's the same of last time. Like, I don't know how I would, you know, differentiate. Yeah, it's a guy. He has a beard. He has hair that looks like beads. At least he now, if I saw a coin like this, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a Persian Empire, you know. Yeah, that's a Parthian dude. Yep. That's Parthian dude number 627. Yep. But yeah, he seems nice, yeah, you know. I guess. Looking at him from here, he doesn't seem like a guy who would murder children. With impunity, but you never know. Yeah, gotta say, you know. This cartoon of him looks kind of benevolent. Yeah. So what is your opinion on his appearance? <sighs> like, too. Like, I don't... I'm tired of these by now. I'm also going for it, too, because I like that he has a kind face. Yeah. But apart from that, there's not much else to recommend him, so... With a 2 and a 2, we can get a 1 out of 5 for Face of Faces. Hooray. And that brings us to our next category, which is lengthiness. How long did he reign? Like a night. I don't <laughs> Not very long. I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe two years, three. Like since he won the battle, right? Basically, since he murdered his brother and became king. Right. Oh, that's a bit more than... Uh, five years? That is exactly correct. Yeah. Five years is Let's how go. much he reigned. He ruled from 46 to 51 AD, giving him a grand total of five years. Divide that by 10, and we have a 0.5 out of 5 for lengthiness. Okay. And that brings us to the final score, which is to say a 25.5 out of 100. Surprisingly enough, beating his brother. I actually expected it would be the other way around, but fine, fair. Well, you know, he kind of did that yeah, in history. So, And this places him just below Darius II and above Frates II. So, the Seconds Club. I guess. Good for you. But... Yeah, nothing too crazy high, nothing too crazy low. He did a fair job. He did a thing. He sure was there. Which leads us to the final question, which is to say, is he murdery enough? Is he sad relief enough? We we still do not have... anonymous enough to be called a Shahanna? Umberto, please. (laughs) Or is he just a (laughs) Shahanna? Okay, fine, he is a Shahanna. But he tried. Yeah. He just, honestly, he just died, and it's a shame, because, you know, could have yeah, been... Yeah, he could have done better, but... Eh, could have been interesting. Yeah. 
So sorry, Guitarzies, you'll have to go off into the desert, meet Vardanis, and tell him, hey, I beat you, but I just died immediately after hey, getting some sort of security. <laughs> Let's see what which that. the next king is going to be. Hurrah. And then his brother will be like, yeah, but you still didn't get to do anything. He's like, but it doesn't matter. I still made it. <laughs> so, God, mm. so that is the end of our episode. Thank you all for listening. It's been lovely to have you all. And uh, if you'd like to support us, you can support us on Patreon, where you'll be able to get access to a bunch of new extra episodes on Hanwudi of China, Tigranes the Great of Armenia, Themistocles, Alcibiades later this month. Yeah. And you can get to choose what our next specials are going to be, which is always fun. If instead you'd rather not support us monetarily, that's fine, but we appreciate if you could give us a review on your podcast app of choice, because that lets more people know that we exist and that you like us, so spread the word. It helps. It's cool. But yeah, that is the end of today's episode, and we hope you'll join us next time for Venonis the Second, where you'll see what this very old man gets to do during his reign. Should you be excited? <laughs> Yeah. Let's say let's say yeah. (laughs) Don't you want to get the full set of King of Kings? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not selling it very well. I apologize. Go for it. But yeah. In the meantime, have a lovely week and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.